Do you know what separates the men from the boys? I do. <laughs> Pat Callahan, Jared Smollett, welcome to Chubstep. I'll bring the beers. I'll bring the beers. Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Welcome to my official website. And as Sage says, what's up? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show has started. Okay. Hey. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give you a lot of warning, Pat. It's, oh, no uh, warning at all. No, no warning. You I, didn't, I didn't even know if my mic was good. Well, I don't, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, I think it's good. It's yeah. not horrible, I can tell you that. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Today's Chubstep Day. Chubstep Day? Yeah. Nationally? <laughs> National Chubstep Day. Internationally? That's every Thursday. It's a weekly holiday. Um, you can ask for it uh, off work. Uh, just give them, uh, just let them listen to a few episodes, get a few downloads, and then uh, see what happens. And they might let you off. They let you off. You're welcome. If not, <laughs> that's on you for not for not uh, demonstrating, you know, its value enough to you. But um, we've had a long week. Pat, well, how, was your, how was your past week and whatnot? It was rough, man. Rough? Bears. It was tough oh, yesterday. My gosh. It was tough. I went to a fundraiser at a golf course to watch the game. Yeah. Yeah, first half, such a tease, but, like, you knew it was coming. I was like, oh, it's only only six-point difference. That's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's not horrible. It was only 3 nothing for most of the half. Yeah, they you're right. They the scored the last, the the last second. Yeah. Special teams, man. Special teams, not so special. No. Not so special. The past two weeks, letting up two kick returns for a touchdown. It's not so special. It's not so special. And then me and Pat find out today, Jared Allen, and only me and Pat found this out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared Allen, uh, my namesake, uh, he is traded to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. They or, haven't released what rounds yet. But, I mean, like, I don't know. I liked him just the idea of him maybe more than how he was actually playing recently but just like he didn't have any just... sacks i mean the team had their first sack this game you which know? had a few right they had like four i think they finally were... yeah the first two yeah they had exactly first but, two uh, games were absent but uh <laughs> yeah it's hard to watch it's hard to watch the bears right now it's uh it's embarrassing first shutout since like 2002 or something like that yeah it was something like that yeah some ridiculous thing like that so that's not good that's not good for anybody shutouts aren't good um mm. for those that don't know no um, and then you know what really upset me is we got Johnny Knoxed. Johnny Knox, how so? That play. Remember we did it against the Packers and there was a penalty. Yes. Where oh, Devin yeah, yeah. Hester called for a fair catch yes. and Johnny Knox caught the punt. Yeah. They stole the Bears' play yeah, and used yeah. it on them yeah, with I'm, Richard Sherman, who I'm not a big fan of. Yes, he's kind of a douche. He's definitely a douche. He's just his mouth's too big. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I like the guys. I like guys just in sports that let like just their game do the talking. Like, I always think of, like, Calvin Johnson. I'm a huge Calvin Johnson fan. He's super good. You never hear right. him say anything. Like, he's not on a t- – I don't like Detroit at all. It's not like I, no. I don't like Detroit. But, like, I think he's a really good He's athlete. a respectable person. He's a respectable person. He doesn't say anything. Richard Sherman yeah. is just constantly building his own brand. Yes. And it's annoying. Yes. It's true. It's true. But uh, maybe that's their way to just, I don't know, stand out from the crowd and – Make more endorsements. Because there's guys that are – you know, he's probably the one that they talk about one of the most, but he's not like he's necessarily, I mean, he's probably in the top three cornerbacks, but he's not like, 
you know, I don't know. He stand he people talk about him more just because he says so much. So that's probably what absolutely. He yeah, the way he carries himself. It makes sense. It really does make sense. Uh, any big weekend stuff, Matt? You did just the Bears. Yep. Went to Rocco's Little Italy. Shout out to Rocco's Little. Shout Italy. out to Rocco's. Um, had some veal. Nice. Yeah. Veal and wine. Nice. I think the only time I've had veal is on an airplane, which I feel like oh, is not a good spot. You're to missing have out, man. Sort of food. Yeah. Veal parmesan. I can't pronounce it the Italian way. It's on all the menus, but I think you're probably saying it right, veal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely saying that part right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Well, that's past recommendation. Uh, and uh, if anybody goes out there, mention Chubstep. Yeah. If you. <laughs> <laughs> you get it, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, about about uh, you know, okay, whatever. Here's uh, <laughs> here's something that was a little off topic. But have you seen the uh, the movie thing? This tomorrow never dies. No, I've no, sorry, it's not tomorrow it. never dies. The world is not enough. James Bond world is not enough. No, God, this is gonna be a horrible segment, Pat. Okay, I wish I'm gonna pass over in about two seconds. But there's a part at the end. Shout out to Mike James brought this up. There's a part at the end. The whole movie, Denise Richard plays this girl named Christmas something. Her name is Christmas. Oh. And uh, they make a lot of Christmas references. And I will show you the clip of that at another point, And then we can discuss it at a later point. Because a lot of times, movies just like to do these puns on words. And uh, it's just pretty ridiculous. Okay. So I will show you this another time. That was a horrible segment. Sorry about that. Oh. Okay. But now I want to talk about StubHub. Which I- I'll bring the beers. Why, why do you say that? I bring the beers. I was talking about Yelp companies I hate. Okay. <laughs> Yelp, you know, the other, I didn't like it because they, you know, you can get rid of like the bad reviews and stuff like that. Another thing that I don't like is, uh, which is basically online, you know, um, what do you call it? Wait, scalping, right? I mean, you're basically buying tickets from other You're people. buying someone else's ticket. But the problem with StubHub and the way this has happened is that uh, people, because it's so easy to do StubHub and stuff like that, is that you know they'll sell out, like they'll buy up events that are big events and then resell the tickets. Like it completely got away from its original purpose, and they resell the tickets at some in crazy inflated price because they know people will buy them. You know, like like they the original tickets. I'll just give you an example. Like uh, the um, Grateful Dead came and did they they did their big tour, Soldier Field, Soldier Field, and they came and those tickets were sold out before even the online thing was available to sell through the thing, right? And I don't remember how much tickets were. Let's say $150. They were like the cheapest one you could find anywhere was like six, $700. Because the people had bought them up. And a lot of these people, this is not like just me speculating on this game. A lot of these people have no intention of actually going to the event. So it's not so much the service. It's the people who it's, use the yes, service. Yes, yes, yes. The service is fine. It's just what it's turned into. So people will buy these things up with no intention of going just so that they can resell it at a higher value. And it's also discouraged people from actually go. Like I know some people that went to, uh, that had like said won some free box tickets to, there was some like, I don't know, remember what concert it was, some ACDC or something concert. And instead of them going, they actually liked the band. They're like, oh, you know, I'm not going to go because I can actually sell these for like $300 a piece. Yeah, this the way that people are using yeah. the service, I guess. And yeah, that so I mean that's and and so like the first time this came up was I went to a Hawks game a few years ago and we got the tickets from uh, a guy in Texas. And that's when I realized when I started like, wait, what's wrong with like a Hawks game? Why why are these tickets being what are we getting these tickets from Texas? It's because this guy just buys up his tickets and then he just sells them 
because they were getting sold out every game. And he just, you know, I had to buy, he had no time. He just up, up the, the original, I paid double the amount of price of the four ticket price, you know? Yeah. I will say I do use StubHub a lot um, because I'm a very, um, not a very timely person. I kind of procrastinate on yes. things sometimes. I might even wait till the night before. Yeah. Or I just, I can't make my mind up if I want to go or not. Yeah. You know? And then so, okay, I'll check and see how, you know, cheap tickets are. And if they're affordable, I usually do go through StubHub. It, the weirdest thing for me about StubHub is having a ticket with someone else's name on it. That is always weird. That's yeah. that's just a strange part, you know? Like, what if I come in and they ask for my ID? Like, <laughs> that oh. happens a lot, yeah. <laughs> no, I bought it. StubHub. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's just like, and, and there was some huge thing. I, mean, I really wish I had all the numbers, but like people can do some investigating into this, like with the Super Bowl last year, that was like the most like corrupt thing ever. Like with the sale of the tickets. Cause people would buy the tickets and then they know that well, people that was it, But go. also like, but also like, um, half of them were just sold like some crazy, there was something like, let's say there's, I'm just going to throw it a rant. What, how many people, how many seats do you think are held in, uh, where was it played at? In New York. How many how many seats are in MetLife Stadium? MetLife? I don't know. That's a newer stadium. Give, give a rough, rough number. 70, I'd say 70 000. to 80,000. Okay, 000. let's say 70,000. It was something like 1,700 of them were actually sold that just anybody could go out and get, like, from the NFL, sold those tickets. The other ones were sold each to the individual NFL teams, and those NFL teams, like, up the price to resell them. Basically, just bumped up the price of their own tickets. It was, like, sold had a contract with or whatever the third-party thing was and just like jacked up just so they could just so they could say they're offering all these uh super bowl tickets for the price of you know five hundred dollars but really the cheapest one's like seventeen hundred oh yeah so they it's it like it's you know they just say they do it because they actually do offer like seventeen hundred of those but they say those are all the tickets and you see in your face value like oh this was actually that price but it's really never the price that people ever get those tickets Mm -hmm. i'll bring the beers I'll bring the beers. But <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, Pat, we went down. We were at the racetrack uh, two weeks ago. Yes. And I wanted to talk about your uh, your betting. People would probably appreciate your betting style that day. Yeah, just gut feeling. So tell us about what your what your uh, what your thoughts were on the how, what. Tell us the story of your betting that day. So I only spent three dollars the whole day on betting. It was pretty nice and unexpected because I honestly thought like the first time I was going to throw $20 in and I just, I did three. I played conservatively. Um, I don't know. The first four out of five horses I picked won and there was no real method to it. I I would look at a horse and if it looked extra muscular, I'm like, okay, I'm going to think about that one. And then I look at the odds and really the odds to me were if, it was like a worse chance to win. I, I liked it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what's the point in winning like a buck fifty? Yeah, you know, it's not really a point. But then your whole thing was, I'm, I'm whatever money I have on the last race, I'm gonna put all my money that I won onto <laughs> that horse. So I had almost fifty dollars that I had won, and you know, at the end of the day, it's fifty bucks. I only spent three bucks. Yes. You, you know, like, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate the value of a dollar and all of that, but yeah. I was just looking to, you know, have some real fun. And, um, you know, of course, the last horse, you know, came in second to last that I picked. Yes. But, well, that happens. You know, could have been exciting. <laughs> definitely, definitely could have been. 
Definitely could have been. Um, but yeah, the horse, the horse that you picked, like in that horse, that last race, you put like what it was like. Oh yeah, all let's say fifty, you know, forty eight double dollars, whatever, on this race. It was forty eight. Yeah, forty eight, and uh, it was like all the one horse that won was like it was three to two or something. Yeah, three like to two that. odds. So like horrible odds. You're like you're not gonna bet on that horse anyway if you're no. putting all your money down and bet on it to win. It lost. But I think that takes you know that takes a certain type of man to do that. It takes a lot of courage. Oh yeah, something. That- something that avoids no brains like just courage no brains just courage okay so me and pat are gonna play uh, a little clip this is from the uh dr drew podcast um and you can find this on itunes or whatever you want and this is episode uh a good episode with uh let's see it's episode 183 with mark grobert and uh so we're gonna we're gonna play this clip and then we're gonna discuss it after so here it is That's not the problem. The problem is the material itself. It's not about the actor. It's the political correctness strangulation of comedy. It's a much big. Oh, it's a much bigger situation. Wow. Yeah. No. 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 They cannot play Sun City, my friend. They can't go to these colleges and do that material. So we can't laugh at ourselves. Wow. That's the point. That's the point. When you get into this, this uh, as I've talked to you, this reverse McCarthyism, yes. which I talked well, to you bring before. This, I, this is a very fascinating This idea. is a McCarthyism of the left. And I, look, I'm over on the left. I voted for Obama twice. I'm, uh, I don't I, know it's on the left anymore. It's everywhere. Well, it, it is being driven by it, it, college it, leftists who okay. do not want to hear every single thing that they talk about. This is now called triggering and microaggressions. That micro, are now, I love the microaggression theories. Yeah, I, the I, I microaggression theory. Like, Whoa, the, I'm doing microaggressions all day long. Yeah, it's a slippery slope because it started with this hate speech, and yeah. now it's the slippery slope has become whatever they say makes them triggered into a microaggression. I, I'm not really sure what that <laughs> is, but apparently the biggest purveyors of this are stand-up comedians who may say anything that trigger their microaggressions. They just can't have it. So uh, there are no college comics anymore. There is no George Carlin of comedy. So, so explain to people what you mean by the McCarthyism of, of uh, PC. The McCarthyism is – I'll give an example. A guy, guy uh, policeman wearing Confederate underwear the other day, fired, lost his pension, lost his house, lost his uh, health care. He's done. He's done. Nothing happened. No lawsuit. Finished. So, so him doing a non-PC act – People who, the equivalent who, of 1950s. Exactly saying, the equivalent of the 50s. Saying, find, finding a, a, a uh, communist card on you. Or, exactly. Or, or, not or, even a card. Being a fellow traveler. A signing in a meeting or the, something. The, the key to McCarthyism was not being jailed under McCarthyism. It was a loss of income, loss of property, loss of wealth, loss of career, simply by innuendo, scandal, and rumor. That is what the tweeting generation is doing right now to people across the country who say, quote, unquote, inappropriate things on some sort of cyber or digital format. But, but it's, it's, it's bled out of just things that are non-PC. I mean, Absolutely. W- Brian Williams lost his job because Absolutely. I mean, this principal in Miami, in North Miami, tweeted that he thought that this cop in, in, in Texas with the pool party – felt threatened by all these kids going crazy at this pool party in Texas. He was immediately fired as the principal. He was immediately destroyed. He lost his pension, lost his livelihood, lost everything by tweeting that he felt that this guy felt threatened, this cop. Didn't say a foul word, didn't say innocuous language, didn't say anything with N-word or anything else. It's now getting into the thoughts. The slippery slope is now getting into political political thoughts being uh, spoken. So, and you losing everything because of that. 
I've always said that's McCarthyism. Well, it's McCarthyism, and I also thought it was what uh, to, uh, Tocqueville said in Democracy in America when he said that uh, America has is the only country in the world that has uh, a, a explicit right to free speech, and yet has the lowest. Uh, least ability of, of the application of the ability to be free in your speech. Right. Well, if you can't be free free in your speech in the common square... Well, that then, was what he said. Yeah. Then you the, can't have free speech. Yes. And our Anybody can have square, free though, speech in a, in, a, in a closet. Yeah. The common square now is, is social media. Right. And that's where if you express something freely, you will lose... Everything. Every single corporation overnight got rid of Confederate flags. Nobody knows why. No one knows how. No one knows what did it. And yet they're gone. And the Confederate flag is just a symbol of this, of this McCarthyism. All of these moves, Donald Trump, whatever he said, and I, I don't love Donald Trump, the man's running for president. He has now lost his franchise at Macy's. He lost his show on TV. He lost his beauty pageant. And there's no legality involved. He's going to sue them all because he has deep pockets. That's McCarthyism. That's what it is. That is the essence of McCarthyism. Spoken word being taken care of by financial punishment. But yeah, so that's the clip. Yeah, that's. that's I totally get it. I thought it was kind of interesting. I was yeah. listening to it today, um, and it was kind of cool because I just like you. You kind of just see all this stuff happening around you, mm-hmm. and you don't really like. It is kind of interesting to associate it with something that was, you know, obviously there's connections and there's not connections. You can. You know, there there is a problem with social media, and we actually learned this in PR over um, in college. Shout out to college. Shout out to college, <laughs> college tour. <laughs> um, the problem is, is it's controlled and uncontrolled media. So the concept of social media is, you know, it's good, but the problem is, is that there's uncontrolled responses and. You know, you can't control what someone else is going to say or do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like talking about that cop, you know, yeah, that's his private life. And someone sees that and then, you know, his life's ruined. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems like, yeah, like it's like every little thing someone can do, they get, you know, they just associate. It's like so people associate so much with what somebody's doing in their personal life with with their job. Like, right. For some reason, just because this, you know, some guy is a douche outside of work mm-hmm. or says something that some other people don't approve of, that for some reason the company feels like that has to be associated with them just because they employ that person. So then they need to let them go or anything like that. You know, I think it's ridiculous. Like I had to clean up my Facebook and my Twitter when I started looking for jobs. It's absolutely ridiculous. It has nothing to do with, you know, the quality of the person or, you know, what they can do for you as a job. That's their personal life, you know? Yes. And that, that's what I've always hated about social media is because if you post one little thing, someone can twist it the wrong way, you know? Yes. No, that, and that's, I mean, it's, and, you know, I, I just the connection between because a lot of this, a lot of the, what they're talking about here is just the connection of jobs to what people say mm-hmm. and making that connection, the McCarthyism thing, and just kind of like you know that time people were, you know, they just would go to like they knew a, a cousin who was a communist and they would get associated with that and then not have a job forever. And this is could be you know nowadays like they said this guy, you know, what they, this guy tweeted out just his thoughts on one thing in Texas and he gets fired. Yeah. For that, which he, he was just his opinion on one thing. It's he was he wasn't even that person doing the act. He wasn't even the cop that broke up that bull party and did those things. You know, like he wasn't even 
he's just some guy that had a thought on it. Everybody has a thought on it. And, you know, it's everybody's is different. But, I mean, it's like <laughs> just because he was the one that put that out there, he gets fired for beat job just because it's like, does any, do you think anybody actually cares about what that guy said? Do you think anybody's offended? No. I, I was going to say, I don't, I feel like I don't get offended about anything. No. Do you feel it like, like <laughs> I only I get offended when people try to force views upon me? Yes. But that's about it. You yes. know, their own personal stuff. It is what it is. You know, it, yeah. if I don't agree with them, I don't agree with them. But I'm not like offended by it. No, I can choose not to listen. Right. I can choose not. But I'm not like upset and I'm not like gunning for their jobs or gunning for, you know, they they need to be punished or they need to be in trouble or you know like mm-hmm. that's that's the whole point you know of the free speech thing and kind of like getting people's voice out there you know like if you don't <laughs> if you don't i don't know i don't know it just seems it's it just has gone it has gone pretty crazy when you just kind of see these things and it's like you know it's just it's 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 people are scared to say anything and that's kind of what he was saying people aren't doing that he was saying earlier, uh, comedians aren't doing college tours anymore because they're worried that they say one little thing, some kid's going to tweet something, and then they're going to lose some, you know, maybe some commercial that they're going to have, or maybe this kind of thing because they don't want to be associated with that. But it's just gone so extreme. Just kind of a, I don't know. Yeah, people are soft. People are getting soft. I think that's really what it is. Yeah. How do you harden them up, Pat? I don't know. I don't know if you can. <laughs> it just... Uh, it's a little sad. It's a little sad. It just like, you know, and I don't know if it'll change anytime soon. It's, it's hard to know. Yeah. yeah. I would hope it's, it, it's, I mean, it's going to be the point where people are scared to say anything. It's, it's mm-hmm. people are going to start getting rid of their Twitters and Facebooks because they're just so nervous about saying anything. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, people just pile on like a mob, you know, one person says something and it's like 50 things and this guy's racist. This guy's a racist. And, mm-hmm. you know, I guarantee that guy compared to somebody, you know, a hundred years ago was nothing like that guy. Guy who'd be probably compared to Saint to you know some like the guy making a you know it just seems kind of crazy. But um, speaking of crazy, oh boy, uh, let's talk some Tanzania news. <laughs> the infection causes immediate respiratory failure. Scientists claim that these patients are now transmitting it. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. So we got an email from uh, Tristan. Shout out to Tristan. And he said this week is very relevant because the Tanzania article this week is from our own Tristan Brown. And uh, he <laughs> oh he found an article I believe in his school newspaper about uh, that students get an option to travel to Tanzania to do their uh, student teaching if they want to be a student teacher uh, they can now travel to Tanzania for Tanzania this is, this on is the for, map man yes exactly for IU Bloomington for Indiana University Bloomington where Tristan goes uh, you can do that so. Tristan maybe switching to the teaching program. You can go do that. It, they said it used to be they they added Tanzania because Kenya was on the list and Kenya is too dangerous now. It's too dangerous. Apparently too dangerous. Tanzania safe place and a good travel location for students, especially those in colleges. I don't know. I feel like just the continent of Africa. There's so much more disease. And... Well, there it's a it's a risky place. Yes. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely. I I don't. I wouldn't go there unless I had to. 
I want to no. I, I I yeah. I don't. I don't. To me, the risk reward of, uh, you know, going to Africa, to visit, it just doesn't like. There is just such a. I mean, I'm I'm sure sure sure. There's. I know there's safe places. Mm-hmm. But I'm not confident enough in those safe places that. I'm not confident in the water. No. I'm not confident in the food, the air. Well, Mosquitoes the, will kill you. The food, the food and air thing. I mean that. I mean that. I had to deal with that in India. You know, you just had to like use bottled water for everything. We had to do our toothbrushes. You had to rinse your toothbrush in a bottle of water. I mean, you had to do everything. I still got sick. <laughs> uh, and, and I got sick when I went to Australia, and that wasn't even bad, bad of water or anything. I just no, know. dude. They say Australia is even like more dangerous. Well, Australia's got a bunch of crazy, dangerous animals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yes, it's got a weird. It's got tornadoes that have fire in them. You know, it's like it really. I'm serious. It's like they, it's just a crazy. They got a crazy locust all the time and rat infestations that are just insane. Um, but uh, yeah, Africa. I would say I. Would, but you know what? If you were going to do it, if you were going to do like visit Tanzania, I think that'd be maybe the time to do it though. When you're a student, student teacher, they kind of have everything set up. I would say if you're going to do it, that's the time. The beaches look nice. <laughs> Does Tanzania border water? I've seen pictures, man. I believe you. I've I've not heard of many. I don't just pages. make stuff up, man. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I would never accuse you of making stuff up. You're the most honest person I know, Pat. <laughs> so I would I would never do that. Um, but uh, beaches. It's a whole category. Uh, when, uh, Tanzania beaches. Google images beaches is a category. Well, wait, with Tanzania attached to it or just beaches Tanzania, in general? Tanzania, beaches, okay. beautiful places, tourist attractions, okay. traditional clothing. Okay, well then, yeah, you could go there, hang out on the beach. So that'd be a good spot to go. Uh, yeah, that's my recommendation is uh, go and do that. We'll go through a couple uh, other uh, emailers here. Emails from, uh, by the way, email us at chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. I still don't have the password. I'm just going to text it to you. How about that? Because I just keep forgetting. Oh. But we'll wait till after the show. Just remind me. It's, I'm not doing it on purpose. Man. No, I'm just, do it you know, now. Yeah, I'll do. <laughs> I don't do that. I'll be distracted. Um, this is from uh, <clears throat> Michael Thomas James, and uh, former <laughs> guest uh, co-host. It says, "Oh, my wife, if you ended up with your ultimate dream gal, but she had your name as her first name and your last name as her middle name, could you deal? Would you try a? Would you try to nickname her, or would you just bite the bullet? Would you call her name out during Whoopi?" Okay, well, uh, I'm not going to answer the last part of that, but uh, if, so if, if if you end up marrying somebody and her name ended up being Pat Callahan Callahan, <laughs> what, what do you call her, Pat? If you married somebody named Pat? I don't know. You'd probably have to be like a, a honey thing. You call her honey? Yeah. Honey buns? <laughs> sure. Honey buns. <laughs> Honey bunches of oats. I think honey, honey. Some women could find is degrading. Yeah, but maybe not. Honey, I like honey. I mean, yeah. I like just the flavor of honey in general. I think it's a good natural sweetener. It is. Yeah. So okay, honey. I think I definitely go with the nickname too. Jared, two Jareds. Uh, I mean, it would be perfect for little things like. Uh, is there a girl named Jared? No. There's not many men named Jared. There's not many men named Jared. I don't think there's a girl named Jared. Yeah. But let's just say there was, hypothetically. There would be a lot of fun things with, like, little invitations to things. So I could just say the Jareds invite you to <laughs> this. You know? There'd be a lot of good things See, like that. So you, for, you have yeah. – um, you could call her J. You yes. Know? I yes. can't call her P. 
<laughs> that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't ring. He does not sound good. No. Uh, I have a friend, another friend named Pat. Shout out, shout out to Pat Sullivan. Uh, we call him Pay sometimes. Pay. But it's really just the same thing as or Frat Sullivan. Shout out to Frat Sullivan. Uh, but uh, yeah, you could not you could not call her P. That does that no. just sounds weird. A bad ring um, to it. Yeah, it has a bad ring to it. <laughs> uh, you could call her J. I yeah, I would J would be good. J would be good. Thank you, Pat. If I ever uh, come across that, I'll come with some other suggestions. You're that welcome. You can inform me. <laughs> but you can call her Honey, and uh, I think that'll work out. All right, we got another email here from Jason. It says, "Dear Chubsep." Over the last couple episodes, you have brought up the topic of most outrageous things seen on a Jumbotron. Most of these stories resulted in the person involved being kicked out of the stadium by security. If you, for whatever reason, decided that you were going to get kicked out of a sporting event, what would you do to ensure this and possibly get your 15 seconds of fame on the Jumbotron? Ooh, I don't know. That's tough. You know, I I don't have a desire to run out on the field while, (laughs) you know, a game's being played. Uh, well, if you had, to, if you were gonna like, you know, you're gonna get kicked out. What is gonna be your reason you're gonna get kicked out? Uh, I complain the food's too expensive. Complaining the toots, food's too expensive to who? Like to the point where you're yelling at the person behind <laughs> the counter and the security has to come. Trying up and to kick explain you out. like economics, like this doesn't make sense. <laughs> you, got, you got a whole like series of charts to dry erase board. Yeah. You're trying to show them how how the you know the like if I was at yeah. a Bears game and they. There was like an eight dollar bottle of water or something. Yeah. I'd be like, "This just, is this is ludicrous, man." And they just throw it back in their face. And no, like no, 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 nothing aggressive, nothing aggressive. I'd just be like, "I want to talk to the manager." Yeah. All this, yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good reason to get kicked out, Pat. Yeah. Um, Stand up for the people. Yeah, uh, I think mine would probably be going onto the field pretending to be a player. Oh yeah, some kid did that. Um, but it, he pretended to be a referee. Did you ever see that? Clip? No, never saw that. It was like a Texas A&M football game. I want to say this kid somehow got on the field, had like a Halloween costume referee outfit. Like he clearly didn't look like a referee, <laughs> and he just bolts from like the sideline with a whistle, starts waving his hands like the play is dead. Yes, I like that. And the refs, you know, come to meet, and they're like. Who is this kid? He takes <laughs> he takes the ball and starts running. That's awesome. And then so a fight broke out between the two teams while that was going on. Oh god, it's a great clip. That, I'll have to watch that. Yeah, yeah that's what I would do. Uh, I think I'd try to do it with like uh, I don't know what would be the easiest sport to do. Probably football. Yeah, would be the easiest. You, you got the helmets on, but you'd have to get a legit. There's people, there's a lot of football players, so you could kind of blend in on the sideline yeah. if you somehow get there. Find out a, like a number that's not. You know, very popular. Throw it out. You know, and just get like get a penalty for the Bears for too many men on the field. <laughs> like last second, I hop on this island. Oh God, that'd be so good. Twelve men in the huddle. Twelve men in the huddle. Yeah, you just got a. I think that would be the easiest one to do. I think I'd throw on a Bears. Uh, I got a Matt Forte jersey. So that'd be a little obvious if I had that. So I'd had to do. I had to make a custom jersey with the last name Callahan. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> What's your number thirty-two? 44, 44. Man. Sorry, I Pat Callahan, 44. Pat Callahan, 44. Everybody follow him on Instagram. <laughs> uh, he's great. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anyway, that's what uh, that's what I would do. I think uh, that's be my go-to. That's a good question, Jason. Thank you. Terrence Howard, great guy. Um, Big Mama's House. Was he in Big Mama's House? Or is Big Mama? It was, at, it was called Big Mama's House, right? That's Martin Lawrence. No, but he was, like, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, the bad guy in it? I'd have to watch it again. For some reason, I've seen, uh, I've seen, what is it, Big Mama's House 2, like, 
50 times because <laughs> my grandma hated Big Mama's House 1, so I, we bought her Big Mama's House 2 as a joke. And then we would just play it in her room all the time. Like, she, like all the, we just play the DVD at her house all the time. So uh, shout out to Grandma and Big Mama's <laughs> House 2. Check it out. Uh, so It wasn't as good as the first one. Uh, it was not nearly as good as the first one. It's kind of hard to do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just the concept just kind of gets uh, the same after you do that. But uh, So uh, I got pulled over by the cops the other day. Way to go. This is big news. But actually, it was kind of a crazy story. So I um, was driving up to no good. I was actually up to find good. I was just driving somewhere. I can't remember. And pulled over. And one cop at first. And then and then I see five other police. There were six cops that pulled me over at the point. <laughs> I pull in this parking lot. There's six cops. Like different cop cars. I don't know how many. Probably just one or two per car. But uh, then the guy gets out. He's a super big douche to me. And it's just like, can you get out of the car? You, you, like, he has me get out of the car. First, he has me put my hands on the wheel. He's take him off the wheel. Put him on the, like, you know, say like two different things that were like, you know, counter, you know, like they countered each other. So it didn't even make any sense. He was, he was very mean to me, like a big douche to me. And uh, I could take it though. I could take it, whatever, you know, yeah. I deal with it. But it was the first time I was like stressed out. Because uh, usually cops pull you over. It's like not fun. But I'm, I was, I don't get like tensed up. This is the first time I was like tensed up. Because I was like, what could they possibly be pulling me over for? And right. he's like, how fast do you think you're going? And the speed limit is 45. This is on Stearns Road. Shout out to Stearns Road. <laughs> and uh, the guy, uh, he, I'm like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, like 52, 55. And he's like, he, he like chuckled and turned to his turned to one of the other cop guys. And they're talking over there. And then he pulls out my, uh, he pulls out, I, he has me open up my wallet and hand up, like, he had me, like, he looked through my wallet. And then, uh. I gave him my license. He's like, oh, is this where you live? Because my address is on there. He's like, okay. He's like, which way did you go? And then I'm like, I went that way and then turned to right on Stearns. And and then all of a sudden he talks to the guy a little more. And then I hear him say, yeah, the guy was going uh, 104. And I, it just blew right past me. It was like blurry. And anyway, so the whole thing was that there was some other car. They ended up similar telling me. Yours. Yes, there was a car that was similar to mine that was going 104 miles an hour on a 45 mile an hour speed limit. And so they thought it was me and pulled me over. And, uh, did they at least apologize? Nope. Wow. They just said, be careful. And then left. Hey, thanks guy. And then, so, uh, that was my, (laughs) that was my more recent encounter with cops. By the way, guys, uh, I just did everything they said. That's what I recommend everybody that gets pulled over. Cause obviously they were unrightfully pulling me over, Mm -hmm. but let's not push the, (laughs) and, and they could have easily definitely could have been bad to me. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, like, if I would have been, like, they were tense because they were, and I was tense because of it. But if I would have been, like, something stupid, I sure could have been bad fast. Do you, I mean, like, they, everybody's kind of on edge when those kind of scenarios, I think. Yeah. I, I've only been pulled over by one cop at a time. So, yeah. I can't relate, but yeah, that would, but I mean, like, they were assuming I was, like, some bad guy. Yeah. You know, so they were ready to, like, pounce on me. So, I mean, I, it was, it was nerve wracking. Well, (laughs) no. The most ridiculous thing that ever happened to me with a cop is my last day of high school, junior year. And so where I went to school was not in the best neighborhood. Okay. And we had to go through some really bad neighborhoods to yes. get to school. So we were in a really bad neighborhood. I'm not yeah. going to say which one, but there, there was a cop standing at a stop sign and he pointed at me. And he walked over to my car, and I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. And he gave me, like, I didn't even get pulled over. Like, a cop just standing yeah. there. 
It's ridiculous. I'm like, all the things going on yeah, over it's here. Not, not today. Yeah. Not today. And your last day, you said? Last day, junior year, coming home. So you're like happy for summer. Yeah. Is that just a great, was that a bad summer or a good summer? That was a great summer. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. So it just, just one ended. The school year ended on a bad note, but the summer started on a good note right after that. Yeah. There you go. I always had good summers. Yeah, I, I, me too. Me too. There's nothing wrong with the summer. You don't, don't I mean, know. This, this summer wasn't that great because summer break isn't really a thing anymore. It's not a thing anymore. It should be. Should be. Yeah. Well, well, you could teach. That's true. You could teach. We could take a break from. Uh, well, we kind of took a break from Chubstep the whole summer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in that sense, we had a break in that, but not in our other jobs. So that part didn't help so much. Um, I then. I want to do, before I talk about my Brendan Fraser movie review, I want to talk about Brendan Fraser's website. Oh. Brendan, if you're listening right now, time to do some updating, man. Have you checked this out, Pat? Why don't you flip up BrendanFraser.com or whatever it is? Brendan Fraser. I believe Fraser. 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 Yeah. Um, and uh, last time it was updated, I believe it was 2005. It, and it looks like it. Flash enhanced high bandwidth site. Yeah, do that one. Do the high, do the high bandwidth. You have an option if you want. Or those. traditional HTML. No, don't do the traditional <laughs> HTML. You do have options though. That's nice of him to give you the options. Um, but it's, it's uh, there's, it's it's <laughs> this, weird. Yeah, this is bad. It's bad. So Brendan, everybody, check out the website. Check so, out his announcements section. Yeah. What, what, what it? does it say for announcements? Um. <laughs> I, Oh my God! He's doing an event in New Orleans, guys, September through November of two thousand five. <laughs> oh, we missed it! <laughs> Damn it, we missed it. Well, okay, well, Twenty Fourth we Street Theater, missed that, out. Missed out. If I could only, if I could only turn back time, that's the one thing I go to. Let's go visit Brendan Fraser. Oh, it was in Los Angeles. It's called New Orleans, loved and remembered. That's very confusing. Yeah, come on, man. Okay, well, see, people are probably even more confused. Probably even less people showed up. Well, uh, that's my only uh, knock on Brendan Fraser. What are you doing, man? But speaking of which, we'll talk about... Get a tech guy. Brendan Fraser movie review. So, per request, I was actually going to do a different movie, and last time I switched movies in, workouts are good, but I'm very familiar with this one. So, Jason requested that we review the 1997 film, George of the Jungle. Oh. <laughs> Jorge of the Jungle. Have you seen this, Pat? Um, Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann, uh, Brendan Fraser. A gorilla. A gorilla. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, George of the Jungle. Brendan Fraser looking his best. Probably prime of his... Uh, you like the long hair. Long hair, he's just in shape. He's looking good. He's looking pretty nice. Um... No, you know, nothing, you know, looks wise, nothing complained about. His acting was very similar to that of um, Link in Encino Man. Man. Yes. yes, it was. I think that's, I think it was probably, I'm, I'm assuming he was chosen for that role because it's pretty similar character. It's somebody that has very loose grasp on the English language, very, you know, primal and this kind of thing. So that's my connection. There's a Brendan Fraser connection there for you everybody. Go. Um, it's a kid's movie. I enjoyed it as a kid. I love them. I, we had it on VHS. Shout out to VHS. Uh, great kids movie. Um, you know, not a, you know, not one they're going to be talking about for ages. But I think for the time, it's very enjoyable. I remember enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I would say that on the Brendan Fraser scale, Fraser scale, I would give it a... I would give it to Brendan Fraser because for what it is. Again, like last week, last in the past, good rom-com. This is a good children's comedy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's not, you know, it's not trying to make you feel stupid. You know, that's what Pat's for. He's trying to make you feel stupid. Oh, no, I'm not. Come on, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it, it does its thing. And so I recommend it. You know, if you've got some little youngsters at home or uh, you just want to throw back to uh, 1997, great year. You're my brother's born. Shout out to Vaughn. Um, wow. If you want to shout out, you know, I was six when that came out. Uh, you know, I was, remember how pumped I was cause I was six and, uh, yeah, I would say, I would say recommendation for, you know, if you're looking for one of those occasions where the kids say movie, some people, I'm not, see, I never really watch kids movies anymore. Like, I you know no. some people still like to see like the Pixar movies. I, I mean, I know they're well-written and stuff like that. And I, I just, to me, I just, I don't watch enough movies where I've, where that's the one I'm going to choose is to go watch like a Pixar or something like that movie. I watched some Disney movies recently. Yeah. I saw Fantasia because I wanted to see like how weird it was. Yeah. That's a weird one. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then I kind of watched Pinocchio a little bit. I kind of fast forward. I wanted to see him like there was a scene where he was drinking and smoking a cigar (laughs) and all that. Yeah. Yeah, They would never show that now. They would never show that now. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I think th- definitely the the quality of, of kids movies has increased quite a bit. They may they make them watchable for the parents as well. Uh, you know, just the basically Pixar and any of those. I mean, they've done. It is crazy the quality of the stuff that's coming out now. I mean, mm-hmm. like Rotten Tomato scores, they have like you know they're in the nineties a lot of times and all this kind of stuff. But uh, you know, hey, that's just how it is. Now I'm going to tell you about some things that I hate. Great. Well, first of all, what's pissing you off recently, Pat? People not using the sidewalk still. Okay. Saw an old man riding his bike in the middle of the street. Yeah. yeah I'm, in your neighborhood on the way here, there's a kid riding his bike at me. Like in the middle, literally the middle of the street. At last minute, he pulls off into a driveway. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's pretty much it, man. Oh. Well, that's not so bad. Yeah. I just got to get over it. Uh, I was going to talk about the History Channel. Uh, just the digression of the History Channel. And my mom's... So this is my, my mom's uncle, so my great uncle. He had a, before he was deceased, he had a tattoo of the History Channel logo on his arm. And if he were today to see what happened to the History Channel, he would be very disappointed. Basically, my whole thing is that all these, all, all networks, and this is not just History Channel, but a lot of networks are just turning into just reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure what of these are. I know there's a pawn show on history channel i'm pretty sure storage wars of one of those storage ones is on i heard storage wars is a scam i believe it's a scam yeah i heard they buy their stuff from some like and load it up yeah preload it oh i definitely could see that there's i I don't doubt that for a second well it's obviously scripted it's got so many bad (laughs) one-liners and just like the like but i still watch it i don't know why yeah i don't is is that on history channel storage wars that is on a and e okay well one of them is on one of the storage ones anyway there's a bunch of reality shows on on uh you know on history channel and it just it's not i would it's like it's like 30 percent of what they show now is actually about history (laughs) right most of it is just crap and he would be very disappointed Mm -hmm. so i just thought of that um no i agree yeah i'm trying to enjoy the shows myself and i just i can't believe like how produced they are you know it is it's true i mean they're so they they do reality shows all the time because they're so cheap to make yeah it it would just be so much cooler if you just let it happen you know that's true but then, but then you could be filming for you know five times as long to get the same amount. Right. Of, like it would be much more real. That. But they're just trying to 
you know, do as little amount of work because they're like, oh, let's have this happen. This is a conflict. Let's have this happen. So, you know, that kind of stuff. It just seems kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's definitely just over the top and everything's a reality show and that kind of stuff. And some are good. You know, I like uh, Restaurant Impossible. There you, you ever go. seen that? No. Okay. They basically <laughs> just fit, you know, it's like Bar Rescue, but for restaurants. I like Bar Rescue. Yeah. But it's that, but for restaurants. And uh, so, you know, that's they they have their purposes, but I think it just, you it's see, definitely like, over the top. The thing with Bar Rescue is every time I watch it, I'll, I'll, you know, say to myself, like, I've never been at a bar where the owner comes out and is like, hey, welcome, everybody. Come <laughs> on in. There's this yeah. huge line. Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. Apparently those are pretty. Apparently the bar rescue, uh, from what I know, the only two ones I know, is bar rescue and like catch a contractor. Both those ones, I know those are are both pretty. Those are both spike ones, but they're uh, not so. Uh, like they're, they're 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 real. It's pretty legit. Um, I'm sure they tell like when they're filming it, they'm sure they add on some stuff, but that actually is pretty legit. Like the people that are asking for help are actually legitimately asking for help, and the things that are bad that have happened are actually bad things that have happened mm-hmm. but i'm sure like i said they add they probably once they're there filming they probably add some stuff right you know spice it up a little bit but uh it's pretty legitimate in that sense well that's good yeah. that's good so yeah. you got that to look forward to um so these radio ads <laughs> you listen to the radio quite a bit right Pat? when i'm driving yes yeah, so when you're driving uh do you ever hear these geico these geico ads are just i could they're like getting out of my nerves where they say where they just reference social media, like do you, when things are refer- like they're talking about, like uh, I'll just give you an example. Like Jill got posted this picture of her dog. She got five likes oh, and six comments. Would, yeah. Way to go, Jill! <laughs> hashtag Geico. Like you know, like yeah. they like they, they add in the hashtags. Like when they say hashtag and just the oh god, like I just can't. I wonder if it works. I mean, they keep doing it. They keep you know? doing it. I don't like. I don't know how some of the advertisements that get made get made because they have to get approved by so many people. And there's so many advertisements that are just so horrible. Like just ads are pretty bad. Like just, I can't listen to them. Cars for kids. I hate cars for kids. I'm sure it's a great, I am sure it's a great charity type of thing. Can't stand the jingle. I cannot stand the jingle. And like, I, yes, everybody knows what it is, but because it's so annoying to me, I flip the, I flip the radio every time that cars for kids is on i can't stand listening to it and i know the feeling yes so it's like they might be a great thing and it might be all this but i if i can't stand listening to it i'm definitely not going to support it by donating my car for a kid sorry kid you can't even drive cars you know what i can't stand is when there's an advertisement and it has nothing to do with the product yes like yes budweiser does a lot of stuff about you know the military and all that yeah like, what does that got to do with beer um it's about like that's when they're all trying to sell like the lifestyle, how American it is. You know, it's an American beer. This is an you know they got we're the supporting horse, America. The yeah, stupid horse and every yeah, commercial. They, it's a lot of selling. You know, they're yeah, they're just selling a lot of stuff that's not actually the you know trying to associate. Oh, you're you know you're drinking. If you're an American, you're going to drink Miller. You're going to drink Bud. You know, you're, if you love America, <laughs> might be a bad example, but it's just when I see commercials that have nothing really to do with the product it just drives me nuts. no i and a lot of a lot of perfume commercials or stuff like that you'll be watching the whole thing you'll be like what was that like that's for perfume like what does that have anything to or right. you know like a cologne i saw johnny depp one the other day that was for a cologne that was just insane like nothing to do with literally anything so uh yeah that's that and then 
Pat, then this, I was going to say here, people, uh, a lot of people like just talking about how they can't uh, do anything, like they can't, I don't know, like ex- people just saying they can't do stuff. Like people come up to me and they'll say, oh, it's so great that you work on cars, I can't work on cars. Uh, this is, to me, like in this day, I think it's not that they can't, it's that they don't want to. I think anybody can really do these kind of things with like YouTube and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's everything that I do and it's not like you should have to feel like you want to or anything. It's fine if you don't do whatever. But like um, when they say they can't do something, like all like half the stuff that I do on a car – I'm using cars as an example. This came up recently. But there's like a YouTube, you know, there's a YouTube video for literally every single thing. Picking locks. I literally – I literally speaking of locks, my lock broke on my BMW. The, the, I turned the key – the way I could get in my car with the key lock. Mm-hmm. I turned it. It just spun back and forth. I couldn't get in my car. Then I found this part on Amazon. I just I just looked up BMW lock, you know, kit. Mm-hmm. I got it. And then there's literally a YouTube video. This is how exact step-by-step how you do it. Right. We have one of the locks in the house. Yeah. One of the doors that doesn't have a key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looked up, like, how to pick a lock. And yes. Of course, I couldn't do it. But well, I picking, at least tried. You at least you tried. Know? You at least tried. I looked up the YouTube picking, videos. Picking, and But I, I've actually done the same thing with the picking a lock thing because we tried to do one at work. There was like a, a old filing cabinet we tried to get into it to. And it, that one is just, that one is more like a feel. You know, that's there's not a step-by-step exact way to pick a lock because right. every lock is different and you're trying to figure out which one is, you know, this. And so I, I feel your, I, I actually have done the exact same thing. So I feel your, I feel your pain, Pat. But, um, you know. That's that. Just so as I'm saying, people, just give it a shot, and you can probably the way the internet is now. <laughs> don't you can don't just make like, assumptions. Don't make assumptions and that kind of thing. Just look it up. You can do like it. Have some evidence you can't do it. Yes. Like you've tried. I've tried this. I failed. Yes. I would rather have that than you just telling me you can't do that. Yeah. Anything else you want to get off your your chest, Pat? Um. No. Okay. I see you're drinking red Gatorade. That's my least favorite of the Gatorades. You know what? It's probably mine too. Okay. <laughs> it was in the fridge, and it was either this or soda. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, shout out to uh, Red Gatorade. Yeah. You are the least, but you are more blue than cherry. soda. Yeah. Got to get blue cherry. Got to get blue cherry. Okay, well, well, that's it. That's it, Pat, for the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the show is ended. And the show is ended. Um, we will be back next week. Email us, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Share it with a friend. Also, rate us on iTunes. We have not gotten any iTunes ratings. Uh, as of my knowledge, we have not gotten any, but give us a five-star rating if that's what you feel fits. If it's a four-star, I mean, you can still do a four-star. Anything less than you know just what? Don't. Just be honest. Just be honest. We want you to be honest. Write a little comment. I know you can write little comments about iTunes. If you write a little comment, we'll read the comment on uh, on the air. Uh, iTunes, and then tell a friend, you know, because the more listeners we get, the more feedback we get, and the better we can make the show. So thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Chubstep. Pat and Jared. Until next week. Until next time. Next week, yeah. Yeah. Okay. See you guys. Bye. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Now you know you got to go.